Hi there guys and welcome to today's live stream. We're going to be talking all about massage and how it can help your back pain, um, our thoughts on it um, as a general topic, some alternatives and a bunch of other things. And as always, we'll be doing our Q&A at the end of the live stream. If you're new to the channel, then thank you for joining us. Please do consider subscribing to the channel, hitting the notification bell so you make sure you don't miss any of these live streams in the future. We do these every weekday. We always have a Q&A at the end of the session. So thanks for joining us and we'll get into today's live stream. So we're going to be talking about massage. Um, it's a common one for people with back pain. Uh, they go and try massage. Uh, there's lots of different, uh, what are they called? Uh, fads that come out different types of massage uh, techniques etc one of the more current ones is myofascial release technique uh, which we've spoken about before or very briefly um, in our in our premium membership on the backinshapeapp.com but it's something that's interesting it's something people gravitate to because of the stiffness that's often experienced when you've got back pain so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, sort of our thoughts on this um, some alternatives that you may have or may or may not have heard us um, talking about before there's a clue just up here um, in terms of our opinions and how you can have sort of better massage treatment and if you've got back pain how should you be using massage if it's something for you uh, and, and finally obviously when is massage going to be good uh, and viable and what sort of massage massage types do we recommend so um, generally speaking the my, my general consensus around massage is going to be that quite often it's used to treat the issue and that's mainly incorporated through a misdiagnosis so in quite a lot of cases back pain initially kicks off as muscle discomfort tightness stiffness and soreness and therefore the knee-jerk reaction is well my muscles are tight let's go for a massage and some of these massage techniques which Patients even come into the clinic saying, oh, I've seen my massage therapist and he you know, gets that elbow and he digs it right in and yeah, it feels sore, but it feels good and then it feels sore again and it's not working. And, and part of this is because the diagnosis of muscle spasm is, is, is very frequently the primary or initial diagnosis. And in my opinion, it's a misdiagnosis. And if you watch any of our videos, you'll understand that. The muscles being tight is not the um, cause of the problem. It's invariably a reaction um, to an injury in your lower back, maybe it's the discs, maybe it's the facet joints that have become inflamed through some sort of trauma or more likely repetitive stress and bad habits. And, and right now, uh, if you're watching this live and not on repeat, then you'll know that there are plenty of things we're doing on a daily basis right now that are not ideal for our lower backs um, by way of which we're having to live at present, not getting out as much. But that's all changing, which is uh, looking good. So knowing that massage isn't really addressing the underlying issue when it comes to back pain, I'm a little bit reluctant to necessarily recommend it to people because, again, it lulls you into that false sense of security. It um, gives tacit approval to a diagnosis of muscle spasm and therefore you'd have massage. Now, why do I think this is not appropriate for you if you do have back pain, especially if you've got chronic back pain? A lot of the these techniques... Uh, deep massage where they're using the elbow or tools to dig into those tissues to release the myofascial chains um, are in involve essentially breaking down um, locked up tissue and you do that by causing inflammation and causing mi uh, micro trauma to the area now if we've got a more complex case of back pain maybe where's my spine over here we've managed to get the hip back in if you saw yesterday um i don't know how long it'll stay there if we've got a chronic sort of reduction in the lumbar curve whereby this curve is too flat then those muscles are constantly going to be being pulled every day 
So if we compare that to maybe the athlete that's just had a tough workout, maybe they've been doing some deadlifts or something like that, um, or just a normal sort of sports-based workout, and their muscles are tight, that's because they've got a lot of lactic acid built up and they need to recover effectively from the training session. So a, massa, a myofascial release, although I think there's better options, again, right up here, um, uh, although I think there are better options, it makes sense because they are a healthy person. They're at their peak physical condition and their body, although having a little bit of trauma, will be necessary, they will recover quite nicely from it. Now, the average person with the example I just mentioned, where they've got a flat lumbar curve, them going in having deep massage on those erector spinae muscles, the little muscles either side of your back that often get tight and stiff, and you get that sort of band-like pain across the back or into the glutes. Loosening those muscles off by digging your elbow in and causing micro trauma is going to then allow this already stretched out surface to stretch even more. And that's not really helping these muscles come back to a neutral position because those muscles aren't the problem in the first place. They are reacting to the underlying issue. So there's two very different um, groups of people, those with back pain and those that are sporting athletes. And I think those that are athletes can get away with and benefit from these more deep uh, massage-based approaches to help them with their post-exercise soreness. That being said, and make sure they recover effectively. Those with back pain and a fundamental uh, issue in their lower back that is resulting in or causing in addition to other things a degree of muscle stiffness and tightness they should be very very wary of doing using these sorts of techniques because ultimately they work by causing a degree of tissue damage they are painful invariably when someone's digging their elbow into your piriformis or into your lower back or into your quad it is a painful experience because you're causing tissue damage and that's the one thing you have to understand is the mechanism of action how is it working now what are some alternatives to these? Well, we really like vibration therapy. As I've pointed out a number of times, we don't get sponsored by that company or anything like that, but it's a useful tool for you guys to use. And there's tons of variations. There are some that are a little bit more expensive that you can get uh, online and places like Amazon. There are some that are a little bit cheaper, but the massage there, the, the vibration therapy as a alternative to massage, in my opinion, works a lot better. It's much less painful. In my opinion, it's also more effective. It's something that we do in the clinic. It's something that I do on myself, and it's something that I do with family and my parents. So if it's good enough for them, that's generally our acid test. If I would do it on myself or my family, then I'll recommend it to you guys as something that's useful for set circumstances. So I think vibration therapy is personally an awful lot better and more effective to use to help you with these the muscle spasm component of back pain because it's not as invasive. So that's quite important. Now, types of hands-on massages that might that, that, that I often recommend. Um, the sort of soft, what I call rubby-rubby massage, where it's kind of just nice and relaxing and the person's, the therapist is just kind of rubbing things on your shoulders, etc. Those, I think, are actually really good. It, it, especially sort of coming out of lockdown and those sorts of things. People are stressed. People are stressed anyway, let alone what's going on at the moment, and it's a bit crazy. So some sort of relaxation-based massage is perfectly fine. They're going to do absolutely no harm whatsoever moving the skin over the muscles just to help de-stress you. That is perfectly acceptable, and there are really no contraindications to that as far as I'm concerned from the point of view of back pain. Um, it's, not, it's not invasive enough or direct enough to cause any trouble, and if it results in you being de-stressed, relaxing, dropping your levels of anxiety and discomfort, and generally it's just a half an hour or an hour time for you to just completely mentally unwind, that can actually be really helpful um, from, for a number of reasons aside from helping you with your back pain. So uh, it's not going to fix the problem, no, but it's something that has really no downsides and, and is perfectly acceptable. 
So that's really uh, my sort of two cents worth on, on uh, massage therapy for back pain. I think fundamentally, if you're someone watching these videos, generally you're not going to be you know, a high-performing athlete competing at a sort of a semi-professional level. You're someone that's probably got a degree of back pain that's bothering you, maybe on and off for a little while. So you could definitely fall into the other camp that I recommended, whereby massage for back pain is really not addressing the issue. It quite often can make things worse in the long term. Maybe not at the time. At the time, it often feels very pleasant. But a couple of days later, you realize, oh, this isn't quite working or you need recurrent, uh, recurrent massages. So I'd steer clear of more inv invasive direct massages. Things like these vibration tools that you can get at home work really, really well. And going through a proper rehab process. Quite often, people feel, that, feel their muscles are tight and stiff and sore when they've got back pain because they are weak and working overtime. If they're constantly working at 90% because they're too weak to operate effectively the normal daily living tasks, then they're constantly going to be in overwork. You can't run at 90% all the time. You can run at 50% all the time. So if we can push our muscle strength up, which is one of the fundamental principles of our back and shape process um, at backandshapeapp.com, um, if we can increase the strength and stability of our muscles so they can manage more effectively and with greater ease the act of daily living, then you'll be running those muscles at like 50% instead of 90% and you won't feel that stiffness, tightness and soreness on a daily basis. So it's just about re-understanding or re-educating yourself over that need for work on the muscles and what type of work do we need. Massage obviously is something that people are drawn to, but re-evaluate whether or not it's, it's, it's quite appropriate for you given your personal circumstances. And if you've got a chronic history of back pain or recurrent back pain, you might want to think again about the use of deep tissue massage or myofascial release type techniques. That's pretty much it. Moving to Q&A. Um, yes, I think it was Kay in the group that asked about which particular device you would recommend because you did say there are so many different... Is that Suzanne? Oh, sorry, Suzanne. yes, it was yeah. Suzanne. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which one you would recommend? So loads out there. Yeah, there are tons. Um, I mean, this one, this one up here, this is the Hypervolt um by high price you can google them google their company it's an american company they do sell in the uk i'm not gonna put that up there because it's gonna fall over um they're really good they're what we use in the clinic um so that, that that's our take on them they are um they might have come down a little bit in price now this is the older one uh this one was like 400 quid uh, or 350 now and then there's a newer one which is a black one uh which is really really good uh, that one's a little bit more expensive, like 400 or 500 pounds, uh, a touch more expensive. There are some other brands that are out there which are a little bit more noisy, which I, I'm not as keen on, uh, like Theragun. They're interesting, although they've released a new brand, uh, a, a new model, which might be quieter, I don't know. Tends to be a little bit more expensive. They're around the 600 pound mark. And then you can get a couple of other ones, like um, there's Tim Tam or Tam Tam or something like that, uh, which is, I think, a little bit cheaper. What you generally want to look for is something that, that has a high frequency. If it's too slow and the amplitude is too wide, i.e. the distance that this moves, if that's too great and it doesn't do it fast enough, it's just pummeling. It's not actual vibration therapy, so it's not going to have the same effect on your body. Some of the cheaper ones will feel like they're pummeling you rather than actual vibration therapy. So you want to be mindful of that. But I mean, I've, we've had patients where they get those. We've had patients where they come in and say, look, I've seen this one on Amazon. It was £100. It's one quarter of the price. Uh, if it lasts me six months, I'll be happy. You know, they are tools that are fantastic. They're good for more or less everyone. Uh, you're seeing a lot of sports clubs having those sorts of tools on hand for athletes to use immediately after, uh, after their game or after their training sessions. And in terms of how would you use those devices, um, I would suggest for you, the lay person, working on your legs. 
Um, what's that one principle that we talk about straight from day one in the Back in Shape membership site in, in phase one? We should be keeping our hips nice and mobile. And the big concern is, well, what if I, what if I put this on my head? Is it going to cause me any damage? Well, yes, you, you really can't do too much damage with these unless you are really, really negligent uh, and put it on your forehead and turn it on max. That's going to be bad. But if you're going over your legs, your glutes, and your, your, your thigh muscles and your calves, really not going to do any damage whatsoever. Um, there are some issues if we have things like deep vein thrombosis. I won't get into this too much. You don't really want to be doing it. Uh, you want to, or you want to think twice definitely about doing this and consult your doctor for sure. So if you have any of those sorts of vascular conditions, please do consult your doctor before you use these. That should be on the box anyway. Um, but for the average person who's generally healthy, working on these to loosen up your hip muscles can really enhance the effectiveness of your stretching as well. So something worth thinking about, and I think of anyone that's active, they're, they're really awesome tools. Okay, so quite a few questions. So yep. Lena has asked, uh, what is that machine that you just showed? So I think I just answered that one. Uh, just recap. This one is, so if you, what we do is we put a link in below, just highprice.com and .co.uk. If you're in the UK, you can get, they've got like a UK distributor. Um, if you're in America, you can buy it there. It, it is cheaper in America. So if you've got a friend out there, then, uh, they benefit from the exchange rate. Uh, so, but uh, Lara will put a link in the, in the description below. One thing I would say is there's a lot of companies, even before lockdown and the palaver that's happened on, on places like Amazon, uh, there are a lot of companies that advertise with that particular machine and they're not legitimate. So do please only buy those from uh, reputable buyers because I have had a few patients where they've gone and uh, tried to buy them for 50 pounds cheaper on Amazon and it's turned out to be a knockoff. So do watch out for that. It's a good company. Um, they're used by a lot of athletes in America and have quite good um, sort of coverage there. Uh, whether or not you think that's good or not um, is, is besides the point, but they are used a lot out there and um, there's a lot of people imitating that particular brand. Okay, um, Samantha has asked, what are your thoughts on acupuncture for pain relief? Is there any proof that it helps? Um, I'm not particularly um, well informed in acupuncture, to be completely honest. Part of that is because I absolutely hate needles. Uh, you can ask Lara if you want any further details on any of that, but I absolutely hate needles. I'm not in any position to really be doing that uh, for patients. I know a lot of people use it. A lot of people comment on its relief, but again, it's working on those muscles. Um, fundamentally, they're, they're kind of there are different types of this, uh, and, and dry needling would kind of ish come under that similar sort of category. Uh, but essentially, they're working on muscles to loosen them off. And if it can help some people in the short term, but it's not really, in my opinion, addressing the issue, you have to say, what is the interface that this treatment is working in and how does it fit in? So if it's working to release, release those hip muscles so that your hips can work better while your lower back is healing, then that would make sense. But the, the acupuncture is not really healing your lower back. So that's an important sort of distinction um, there. It, it will help with muscle spasm, I believe, um, but it, it's not really curing your back pain. Okay, uh, back to Elena, she said, what about uh, neck pain? Which treatments work for this? Um, so the treatments uh, from the point of view of neck pain, that's going to be things like, uh, well, in, in the clinic, that's going to mm -hmm. be things like our decompression therapy that we use. So we use an IDD table, which is an awesome bit of kit. Uh, check out that on the mayfairclinic.com. Um, there's like a little subsection in the treatments that we do. Those treatments are, are what we use. So in the clinic, we use things like laser therapy, which is awesome. Uh, for neck and lower back pain because it helps get the tissues to sort of heal faster and reduce inflammation there. Uh, really, really good therapy. Uh, IDD therapy to unload the discs. So neck and lower back, we can do that on. We use vibration therapy. Um, we use those in the clinic, as I mentioned, to work on the muscles. 
we do it as part of like a holistic approach so we're, we're doing the vibration first to loosen off those muscles and you can read more about this on on the mayfairclinic.com um we use the vibration first to reduce the tension in those muscles make sure they're nice and pliable and then we do a few bit of other work sometimes with with uh, one of the other instruments we've got and then we do the laser to improve, improve the circulation in that area etc and then we get them on the decompression table to unload those discs and unload that spine so that it can really all all of the therapies kind of fit in together to work really nicely to help um, help that body heal and then obviously you've got the rehabilitation stuff at home so when it comes to neck pain and back pain um, that's what we do every single day and in our opinion those treatments are the best in that combination um, and I would argue as well in that order um, because it does uh, everything kind of feeds in if you did it in a different order if you did massage uh, the, the vibration work at the end um, that kind of wouldn't make sense um, because you wouldn't get the benefit in the decompression of the vibration loosening off those muscles so everything's fit together the same way in your in your phase one phase two and phase three rehab work it's all fit together um, to emulate the different stages of recovery that we do in the clinic and it's all put there in place because we need to focus on certain things at certain times in order to be effective it's absolutely no good doing decompression on the lower back without doing laser first because laser is going to improve the effectiveness of decompression in our experience um, because it's improving the circulation to the local area it's also helping relax things off and then you've got the vibration as well which does the same sort of thing uh, on the muscles a little bit more uh, directly so um okay great uh, karen has asked what about other therapeutic techniques like cutting um would that be more helpful do steam rooms and saunas also help I think uh, on the topic of steam rooms and saunas, did they help? I think there's lots of um, really interesting in this sort of the anti-aging stuff and the longevity side of things for uh, saunas in particular. So they're really good for you for a number of other reasons um, that we won't maybe get into now because it's way off topic, um, but they are good for your general health. That being said, if you've listened to any of our stuff talking about icing, uh, you really want to bear that in mind. If you've just been in the sauna, you want to get some ice on your lower back straight afterwards because although it's got numerous health benefits that extend beyond back pain, um, it will potentially irritate your lower back if you are uh, suffering from back pain at present. Same, same kind of goes for steam room, although I don't think there's quite as much evidence to suggest the other things I mentioned about the sauna. Um, and then cupping, those sorts of things, again, it makes me feel a little bit queasy, that sort of stuff, so I don't tend to do it. I don't have too much knowledge on it, um, but essentially, what is it doing? Well, it's interfacing with the skin, and it's creating a suction cup, essentially, over the skin, so I don't really think that's cutting the mustard, personally, just looking at it on the surface, in terms of what is it actually doing, um, so I'm, I'm not particularly sold on that. It does leave you some very interesting-looking spots uh, afterwards, though. <laughs> Okay, um, Ali has asked, what's the optimal time to use a massage and can you overdo it? Uh, yes, you can definitely overdo it with these things, uh, 100%. Uh, if you're pressing too hard for extended periods, because it often feels really, really good when you're doing it. Um, so people will just go, oh, I'll just do it for an hour on, on the leg. I generally spend about five minutes per leg, um, maybe a touch longer in certain scenarios if I've had a particularly hard workout, but five minutes per leg will do the job easily. And by leg, I include the glutes and hip region in that as well. Um, so you really don't need to do that much. It's very, very time efficient and it's tons more easy, tons easier than uh, doing like a foam roller. Foam roller, you just get a workout on the, you, you, to foam roll, you're going to be doing similar-ish type stuff. It's not quite the same, but you're pushing your body up and down a foam roller and all of a sudden your upper body's tired after doing your legs. So then you need to do your top part. With that, you can just kind of go over everything and it's super easy to do. So uh, don't spend too long, five minutes per leg, maybe a little bit less per the arm because there's less muscle tissue there. 
um, and, and that, that really does the job. It's also important to note, just on the topic of these different therapies that are coming up, acupuncture, et cetera, um, we don't, I don't want to make any of you guys sort of uh, necessarily think that certain ones are going to do things they're not. But what I will say is if these things are working and making you feel better, there is credibility in them. So although maybe we're not particularly for them, if they are helping you over the long term, it's, to some degrees, it doesn't really matter. Because if you're getting better, that's the most important thing. Um, it's as long as you're not getting worse. That's important. So just bear that in mind. Okay, cool. Uh, Joe has asked, do, uh, uh, does pressing down harder on the muscles when using the... Uh, essentially, when pressing down uh, harder with the massage gun, does that help you get into deeper? Yeah, so if, if you're starting to use more pressure with the vibration gun, then you're moving into doing more of the sort of uh, deep tissue work. So that's where you're kind of hybriding both. You've got the vibration, which is where you kind of more gently go across the skin, kind of you're just using the weight of the actual machine kind of on the area. i just show you guys, this might make a little bit of noise, but you're literally just holding it like so, and it's going a little bit there you go and then you just kind of rest it on there so you're just kind of going like that it's very low weight low pressure on the actual shoulder i'll turn that off so it's not irritating the sound too much um it's very low pressure if you're starting to press harder then you're just doing inhibition uh with vibration so you want to bear that in mind um and, and you want to be maybe careful of doing that too aggressively in the lower back and the hip region uh and leg region because those muscles potentially as i mentioned at the outset if there's any alignment issues in that lower back and if there's any underlying causes for those muscles to be responding inappropriately then causing too much trauma to that area by pressing too hard is going to maybe not be the best idea okay and elaine is just asking a couple more um questions about the different treatments that we do mm -hmm. um about shockwave and which laser that we use um yeah, we've we've got we've got all the information um, on the website on that. I definitely go over to the MayfairClinic.com. Yeah. Maybe we can put a link into the therapies because we've got tons of videos where we talk about those um, at, at at reasonable length. Um, I would also say uh, we don't use shockwave. We use an adjusting instrument, um, shockwave therapy. So where you're using the um, the gel, uh, that's predominantly going to be used. Shockwave, shockwave. Uh, is going to be used on tendon issues. So that's going to be like the plantar fascia. That's going to be like the, uh, the you can do it on extensor tendons as well. Um, I have trialed those machines on the neck but and, and, and the lower back, but they don't quite do what's needed. And we use uh, an adjusting instrument instead uh, for certain cases if you want to get direct movements on the spine. So for example, um, and we, we only really use this when we've got x-rays because we know, so we say we've done an, 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 an uh, an x-ray in the person's neck is reduced uh, in curve, then we want to make sure that maybe this section is a bit worse than this section. This section is maybe not too bad. We want to just come onto the back of the neck and it's very, very gentle uh, and just gently help it move into that direction there through this particular point. So that's where we use the adjusting instrument, but we really only do use that uh, when we're actually uh, having x-rays because then we know where we want to move it to. If we don't know where we want to move it to, why are we adjusting it? We're not adjusting it in any direction. So there are certain caveats that maybe slightly contradict that, um, that require uh, more explanation, but that's kind of on a personal one-to-one -one basis. Um, otherwise, there's just infinite different possibilities of how you might choose to use that tool. Um, but yeah, there's, there's tons of information on the website about that. The laser, the IDD therapy is sort of the two main heavy lifters in terms of uh, getting the treatment done. And then we've got the vibration therapy and uh, it's, a, it, it's an IQ adjusting machine. Okay. All right, that's uh...
Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for the questions, guys. And thanks for joining us today on the live stream. I hope it was interesting and maybe allowed you to better understand our stance point on massage therapy when it comes to back pain. As always, if you find these live streams helpful, please do consider subscribing to the channel. Hit the notification bell to make sure you don't miss out on any future live streams. We do them every single weekday. If you're a part of the Back in Shape Premium Membership and you're in the Facebook group, then check that out because every Sunday uh, from this week on, we always post the live stream schedule so you know when they're going to be, what topics they're going to be on as well. Um, so you can make sure you don't miss out on any of those. And as always, thanks for joining us and stay. have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow with another live stream.